listener production. You, you, you got clear questions, we got clear answers. Hello, my beautiful friends. Welcome back to another episode of Come Out Wherever You Are. It is Friday, so it is time for your favorite weekly segment, Queer Questions, where we dive deep into an important piece of news or culture that is impacting the lives of queer humans everywhere. Because do you know what? We know that you have queer questions. We do. We're seeing the DMs and you're in luck because we have queer answers. You got queer questions, we got queer answers. Today, we are answering a listener question from one of you lovely humans who slid into our DMs this weekend. The question is, why do people care more about male athletes coming out than when female athletes come out? This question came off the back of Isaac Humphreys, a Melbourne United player, sharing a video of himself coming out as gay to his basketball team. This made him the only openly gay player in a top-tier men's basketball league and only the second male basketball player to ever come out while playing after NBA veteran Jason Collins came out back in 2013. In the now viral video, Humphreys, who grew up in Sydney and played two seasons of college basketball in America, opened up on the mental health battles he experienced while hiding his sexuality. A few years ago, I fell into a very dark place, a very lonely place. I couldn't be who I am and, and I attempted to take my life. And the main reason behind me becoming so low and and being in that point is because I was very much struggling with my sexuality and coming to terms with the fact that I'm gay. And I hated it about myself. I was disgusted at myself. I thought that I could not be that person within our environment, within a basketball environment. And it wasn't until I was in a community that's full of pride and happiness and joy and It was a big wake-up call for me. So, back to the listener's question. Is it true? Do people care more about male athletes coming out than when female athletes do? I think the short answer is yes, they do. And here's the long answer. In our society, whether we want it to be this way or not, our collective understanding of what it means to be a male or a female is be it stereotypical and dangerous and often wrong, is linked to our physical appearance and our physical abilities. For much of human history, women were placed on this like um, modesty pedestal and they were expected to not exert too much energy, right? They needed to be soft and sweet and dainty. And they remained at home mostly and they were expected to do tasks that didn't require as much physical strength like foraging or knitting or sewing or reading or instruments or cooking. And the body ideals for women back then, well, actually, through many different eras and sadly right now, were thin and slender with limited muscle. And then on the other hand, this other side, you have men from way, way back to our hunter-gathering days, right? Which is like 90% of our time on earth. The stronger men, they were the ones who prevailed. The athletic powerhouses were rewarded, not just like in times of battle, but also as traditional marriage structures prevailed, right? So you have men who are needing to protect their wives and this concept of athletic men are masculine men and and masculine men are the best types of men. They're the ones you want to marry. That concept stuck. 
And so did this like idea that men needed to do the physically challenging jobs and women shouldn't. Men were able to use that stature and power to oppress women over time, further defending gender roles and stereotypes that we still unfortunately are living with today. So when sports kind of arose in popularity, not just as something you would do in your tribe or with your friends, but things people would go and watch and then on television, women weren't even allowed to do it at first. They weren't even in the Olympics at first. It really did take the information age to challenge these ideas of not being equal. And then once equality was brought into question and then agreed upon by most people and women were slowly gaining rights, the right to vote and work and then later play sports, well, the stereotypes, which are rooted in this very long gender-based history, they stuck, right? We've come a long way, I know that, but we're... We're still in our equality infancy, I would say, right? The last couple of years, we're still fighting for rights for women and fighting for rights for queer people. I did some research this weekend and I looked back into the 1970s and only 7% of high school athletes were girls in the 70s. Now it's like somewhere in the 42% and it's getting a little bit higher. It depends where you live, what country, what state. But you'd be lying to yourself if you pretended that the nasty stereotypes of, of women not playing sports and men playing sports, that it doesn't linger. It does. As a young gay boy myself, right, if I just look through my own life, I always felt that it was expected of me as a boy who wanted to be a man that I would, that I needed to be athletic. And then when I wasn't, like, uh, say good at baseball or soccer or something, my masculinity was called into question. Because back then and even today, to be unathletic or lack masculinity is to be labeled gay. And the dangerous stereotype, it lingers on the other side too. I know you know that. For young girls, it was and still is in many cultures and communities expected that you should be gentle and soft, right? Ballet dancers are feminine, but like sporty girls who tackle each other on the field, who have too much muscle, right? Who lift weights. They're thought of as one of the boys. They're labeled a tomboy. And to be athletic and lacking femininity back then and a little bit today, you might be labeled as a lesbian. And so I think that's where the answer lies. That's the answer to the question. Like, why do people care more when male athletes come out than, say, female athletes? In our modern society, I think we still expect, it's definitely lingering there in the back of our heads, that female athletes, you know, the more, quote, masculine ones are more likely to be queer and male athletes are more likely to be straight. Again, stereotypes. Again, wrong. Again, dangerous, but still there. So when a female soccer player comes out as a lesbian or isn't a female at all and comes out as non-binary, society at large, or at least the most judgmental of us, you know, they think, yeah, that makes sense. Or maybe worse, you know, it just further pushes this nasty, I told you so, stereotype amongst homophobes that women, straight women, would never be tackling each other on the footy field. No, that's reserved for lesbians. And it would be the same, I would think, like if we played a little thought experiment here, if a male makeup artist turned out to be straight. You don't, you don't have to lie to me, like just think about it. Would you be shocked by that information? And then I guess how about like, uh, oh, I'm going to be very stereotypical here, but like a Miss Universe pageant contestant comes out as a lesbian. You're definitely going to be interested in learning more, right? You are going to click on that headline. Hmm, who is this lesbian who chose to live in this world of glitz and glam and hair and makeup? 
Again, stereotype, again, dangerous. I'm not saying it's right. I'm just trying to explain a theory for the answer to this question. It's just, I think, I think it's just all the same damn thing. Gender stereotypes persist because they're often confirmed. And they're confirmed because the stereotype is off-putting to people who don't fit that gender stereotype, right? So the gay men avoid sport, just like the straight men avoid makeup, even if they want to do it. So when a male athlete comes out publicly, it goes against the stereotype that fuels our heteronormative society and our understanding of what it means to be a man. And the dangerous ideals that a gay man is weak and feminine, and then that straight men are strong and masculine, right? That gets challenged. It challenges the status quo, and the media loves nothing more than a story where someone unexpectedly challenges the status quo. And it's not just the media, it's you. You do. You're the one who clicks on the links. Why do you keep think they keep telling the story? We do it. I do it. We want to read the story. We want to see the person. We want to understand who's pushing back and doing things differently. And because male sport has such a rich and public history of being the kind of sexist, misogynistic, homophobic environment that we write about in movies and stuff, you know, man's men beating each other up and letting off steam in the most macho and straight way possible, having an athlete come out as gay is just a big fucking deal. It is. It goes against the grain. I know from personal experience, you know, sport at large, it can feel, especially for young queer kids, off limits for sure. Every movie. Every broadcast, every little show we watch has examples of what athletes are supposed to look like and how they're supposed to sound and who they're supposed to fuck. And it's like 99% of the examples we see, especially if you're a boy, like those people are straight and married to women. Football, rugby, soccer, tennis, swimming, baseball, lacrosse, volleyball. I mean, the list goes on. All of those sports have very, 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 very few, if at all. Hello, tennis. I'm looking at you. Out gay players. So for a young gay kid to power through all that, to play in spite of all those stereotypes, to hang out, to keep going, to know they're different, but keep playing, to hide the truth, to remain in the closet on and off the court, and then to ascend to the tippy top of the ranks in that sport, turn it into a career, and then finally come out publicly while playing the damn sport professionally, it's a big deal. And it's stories like Humphreys and, oh, what's his name? Josh uh, Cavallo who came out as the openly gay player in the A-League last year, that guy. Those stories, those men in particular, it, it helps to slowly shift that narrative to prove that sexuality and physical ability and maybe interest in sports are three entirely different things. It shows young queer boys who will no doubt feel that they aren't welcome in a lot of sports and sports environments, that they actually are, that they can play, that there is hope. So yeah. Um, I guess we do care a little bit more about male athletes coming out until we don't. And that only happens when more and more young gay kids feel that they can play sports because they see themselves on the big screen. Athletes like Humphreys coming out. And I just know this in my gut and in my bones and in my whole soul and being that that coming out story will undoubtedly make the world of basketball a more accepting place. It will make the world a more accepting place. I think it will encourage young queer kids who just love basketball to keep playing because they can make it and still be themselves. Do you know what I mean? I think for a lot of people when they think to themselves about their future, if there's an environment where they cannot be themselves and they know they're going to have to hide in the closet, they just would try to avoid that if they could. And so in a generation or so, hopefully 
You just have more equal representation of sexuality in professional sport. And then this news won't be news anymore. One can only hope. That is our show, my friends. If you have any thoughts on this episode, please let me know. If you have future queer questions that you want me to answer, just slide into our DMs at come out wherever you are on Instagram, or you can email us at come out to us at gmail.com. So that's come out, T-O-U-S at gmail.com. Come Out Wherever You Are is presented by me, Sean Zepps. Our lovely producer is... Lindsay Grain. Our executive producer is... Lemma Bacharia. And we can't forget our audio producer... Chris Marsh. See you next week.